Tim, Pete, Tim. My people, movement. Where the people of God do the will of God. I want to welcome anyone and everyone who will be listening to this podcast now and in the future. It's a beautiful night in the state of Indiana. And tonight we'll be talking about a very crucial and a very important topic. This is one that I perceive and I believe to be the mind of God, the heartbeat of God, the plan, the purpose, and the program of God for every young person in this generation today. And I'll be reading from the book of Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32, operating from verse 1. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mouth, the people gathered themselves together unto Haran and said unto him, Up, make us gods, we shall go before us. For as this Moses, the man that brought us up, out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. You know, this puts me in the mind of this beautiful generation. This puts me in the mind of this wonderful generation, the present day generation. A lot of people were asking questions about the second coming of Jesus. It's been spoken and talked of and about for thousands of years. And still, Jesus is not here yet. And uh, we can see people losing sight. And jumping into conclusion that it's not going to happen is just a fairy tale. It's just one of those stories, bedtime stories with their little children. But I think the most important thing that we are missing, or should I say the most important question we are now asking ourselves, is what do we do? Or should I say, what are we doing with the word of God that has been freely given to us by the Holy Spirit through God? How do we treat it? What do we do with it? I'm going to recap and in summary talk about what happened in the book of Exodus chapter 32. You know, God had brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. And God told Moses to come up to the mount so he can speak with him and tell them what is next for the children of Israel moving forward. And Moses asked them to sojourn in Mount Sinai where he took Joshua with him up to the mount 
to meet with God. And while Moses was up in the mouth with Joshua, Moses was seeking the face of God, getting the necessary information for what's next for the children of Israel. The children of Israel saw that Moses had delayed. It's been days and Moses had not come down yet from the mouth. And they said to one another, Well, he probably is dead up there. Probably God has killed him up there. And they went to Aaron and they said to Aaron, Make us a God that we can worship. Because we don't know what has become of Moses up there. And this is just how I see this generation presently. The children of Israel forgot who God is, forgot what God has said, forgot the promises of God, forgot God, the God that had brought them out of the land of Egypt. A couple of days I was on our social media and uh, Facebook to be precise. And there was this young man that had encoked, turned his life around. He used to be homeless and had nothing. And then he, he said he turned his life around. Now he has a job, he has a house. And in my mind I'm thinking, well, I think that's God's hand. Because the Bible said, by strength shall no man prevail. So I was thinking, um, this young man is taking a glory that is not meant for him. I think God really helped him. So I jumped into the comment section because the comment sessions are always interesting sometimes. <laughs> and I was looking for a very specific comment. And there I found it. This young man was talking about God and was saying, I think God is the one responsible for whatever it is that's happening in your life today. And I was telling myself, yes, this is the comment that I was looking for. And then under his comment, there were several comments. So I clicked on it to see what people have to say about that comment. And it was so alarming the way that wish young people were speaking vile things against God one said God is not real one said God is a figment of our imagination another one said who says God exists and then all I can think of in my mind is this is exactly what is happening right now in the book of Exodus, that people forgot who God is. They forgot about God. And that is what is happening today in this generation. You know, the activities of this world, the world is advancing, technology is in the rise. A lot of amazing things are coming in place in this generation. People are going to space. We can see the moon. We can see this, the, 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 all the universe, all the planets. It's beautiful. It's amazing. 
and the world is advancing so fast that has made people forget who God is and I would say I weep for this generation especially the young ones young ones like me I weep truly from my heart for this generation and I, I, I wish this generation would understand the word of God that has been freely given unto us. And in the book of 2 Peter, you know, the Bible talked about what will happen towards the end time, towards this period of time. We're going to be reading it. So back to Exodus. So the people saw that Moses had delayed. And they said to Aaron, Make us a golden cap that we can worship. And Aaron said to them, Bring your golds, your silvers, your valuables, and I will make this work for you. And they gathered the goals and the receivers and all the valuables and gave it on to Heron. And Heron made a golden calf for them to worship. Meanwhile, while all this was going on, God had seen it while he was with Moses on the mouth. And told Moses what was going on. God was ready to destroy the children of Israel at that point. And told Moses he was going to do it. But Moses interceded for the children of Israel and reminded God of his promises towards Abraham, towards Isaac, and towards Jacob. And God stopped. And when Moses was done with God, God told him to go down to see for himself. So Moses began going down the mouth, down to the camp of the children of Israel. And there, he and Joshua We're descending down the mouth. And then Joshua had the very loud sound. And Joshua said, There is a war in the camp of children, in the children of Israel. There is a war going on. And Moses said, No, this is not the sound of war. This is the sound of people that are having fun, making merry, people that are gallivanting. And when they finally came down to the camp, Moses could see that the children of Israel were naked and were dancing and were worshipping this golden calf. And then in verse 26, I'm going to read that. I'll read, I will read from verse 25 verse 26 and when Moses saw that the people were naked for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies then stood Moses in the gate of the camp and said who is on the Lord's side let him come unto me and all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him 
As soon as Moses saw this, Moses knew there was one thing. There was only one thing that could be done at that point. Separation. Moses knew there needs to be a separation immediately from the people of God and from the people that choose to follow devil, that choose to follow the way of the world. And then the children of Levi gathered himself and all the people that choose to stay on the side of God, that choose to follow God in the midst of all the evil, iniquity, and the sinful, and the perverseness, and the wickedness, decided to follow God. And Moses commanded that the people that were in the sight of God draw out their swords and go into the camp every tent and kill everyone that chooses not to be in the sight of God. You know, this is a precursor of what is happening in this generation. And it's unfortunate that young people in this generation are moving in the very fast pace towards domination, towards destruction. I'm going to read the book of Second Peter, like I said, so that we can have a clear understanding of what happened in the time of Moses and that it is happening currently. It's a precursor of what is happening currently. It has been foretold and it has come to pass. The book of Second Peter chapter The book of 2 Peter, chapter 3. I'll be reading from verse 4. And saying, I think I will read from verse 3 so we can have a clear understanding. Verse 3. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. And saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the father fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. If you remember, I was talking about this post I saw on Facebook. People that had forgotten God, young men and women, and they were hacking and saying, God is not real. It's a figment of our imagination. Young people are, are asking and saying, where is God? He, this thing has been foretold of. It's now been spoken of for years and thousands of years. And he's still not here. And because of that, they've concluded it's a figment of our imagination. It's not real. It's a bedtime story. And just like I said, I think the question that we are not asking ourselves is, what do we do with the word of God that has been freely given to us? How do we treat it? How do we use it? Because I can assure you, the word of God, the Bible, is God's word. 
And it's alive. It's not dead. We read it through a book. But it's alive. It's alive unto those that have Jesus in them. Unto those that have Christ living in their hearts. I want to read from verse 8 of the same Second Peter chapter 3. From verse 8 it says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Hallelujah. Do you know what that means? It means that a day before God is like a thousand years. And a thousand years before God is like a day. So obviously, times and seasons are in the hands of God. Not in the hands of men. Not in human knowledge. Not in human understanding. Not in human methodology. Not in human experience. Times and seasons is in the hands of God. So whatever we think we know about time and season, we know nothing. Because time and season is in the hands of God. Let's not forget, He is the creator of everything, seen and unseen. So we have hexed, young people that have hexed. Where is the coming of Jesus? He has been spoken of thousands of years. And he's still not here. The Bible is making us understand in 2 Peter chapter 3 from verse 8 that a day before God is like a thousand years and a thousand years before God is like a day. So, like I said, I think the most important thing we have not asked or we should be asking ourselves is what do we do with the word of God that has been freely given to us? How do we treat it? How do we use it? That day is what gives us the key to understanding the second coming of Jesus and what it's all about. How you treat the word of God, how you use the word of God to your advantage. It has been freely given to us by the Holy Spirit through God. I want to read further from verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Oh, praise the Lord. As some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So for those that ask the question, where is God? When is he coming? I'm thinking it's a figment of our imagination. And thinking this is not going to happen. I have good news for you. The word of God made us understand that God is not slack in his promise. If he has promised that Jesus is coming again soon. He is coming. The Lord is only long suffering. Long suffering means he has patience. He has perseverance. He has endurance. And he is patiently waiting for every person. Because it's not his way that any man should perish. It's not his way that any man should go to hell. You see, God created hell for the devil and his cohorts. 
and for the fallen angels that was what hell was made for and made made of but human beings have choose to go there because God has given them the power of choice God has given every human being the power of choice let's look at it this way I want to liken it to the structure of the governance here in the United States. You know, the United States has the, the, one of the most beautiful, if not the, the most beautiful structure, the land of the free and the home of the brave, where you all have to make your choices. But you see, in making your choices, there are consequences and there are repercussions. And that is God. He has given us the power of choice. He has given us the power to make our choices. To live as we want. And that is why people say vain things and vague things and vow things against God. And he doesn't move. He doesn't respond. Because he knows one thing. That he gave us the power to make those choices. But just like the United States government and the structure, we have the power to live freely. But there are consequences for every actions and every choices we make. And there are repercussions. The same is with God. There are consequences for every actions you make. There are consequences for not accepting Jesus into your heart. For not living to please God. For not living to do the will of God, there are consequences, there are repercussions. And those consequences, they stand. So God is not slack in his promise. He has not forgotten about the second coming of Jesus. He is only patient. He has long suffering towards us. And that's because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is the age of the Spirit of God. The age of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that is what has delayed and what is delaying the coming of Jesus. So God is not slack. He is patient. And in his patience, he is waiting for every young person, young man, young woman, young boy, young girl out there to come to him. He said, it is not my will that any man should perish, but that all should come under the knowledge of God. It is not his will that any man should die. It is not his will that any man should perish. It is his will that we should have everlasting life, an abundant life. So God is not like in his promise, just as men think. He is God. He is the creator of everything. His wisdom is far above what we can describe or even think of. He is unsearchable. The more you search, the more you search, the more you lose depth because He is unsearchable. I want to read from. I want to read verse ten also because verse ten is really interesting. Verse ten says. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In, the, in which the heavens shall pass away. With a great noise and the elements shall melt. 
refurbing it. They add also on the works that are there, it shall be bought up. So God is saying, the day of destruction is coming. Someone owns this earth. Someone created this earth. Someone created the world. Someone created the universe. The richest people in this world doesn't own this world. They are only rich from what this world had to offer. All this world has offered on to them. The fact they are, they are ranked as the richest people in this world doesn't connote or know that they own this world. No one owns this world at all. No one owns this world. We are all dust and ashes. We are all made the same way. Someone owns this world. Someone, someone programs this world the way it's going to be every day. The way the sun will shine. The way the moon will shine. The way it's going to rain. The way each day is going to go. Someone owns it and someone programs it every day. And that is God, the Most High. And He's coming one day to wrap up the activities of this world. Just like everything has a beginning, has an end. God is coming one day to wrap up the activities of this world so that He can take His people the true worshippers of him. Not those that worship him in mouth and with their lips, but their heart is far from him. The Bible says, they draw near to me with their mouth and with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Those are not the kind of people God is coming for. God is coming for those people that have a heart for him. Those people that have a conscience that is alive towards him. Not those that just worship him with their mouth. But your heart is far from him. Not those that call upon him with their lips and profess his name with their lips and with their mouth. But your heart is so far from him. God is coming for people that their heart is close to him. That their heart yearns for him. That their conscience is alive towards him. So young boy, young girl, young man, young woman out there. Jesus is calling us. And he's asking this very, very important question. What side are you on? Who is on the Lord's side? Just like Moses asked that day when he stood in the camp of the children of Israel in the gate. And he asked, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come to me. Let him come to me. Jesus is asking the same thing every single day. The Spirit is asking the same thing every single day. Who is on the Lord's side? Who wants to separate themselves? Young boy, young girl, young man, young woman. Who wants to separate themselves? Do you want to separate yourself from this world? Do you want to live a life of hope? A lot of people are living hopelessly. And it's, it's so unfortunate that a lot of people know about this. They know about the coming, the second coming of Jesus. They know about it. But they are trying to escape that reality. They are trying to escape that reality every single day. And they try different means and different methods to escape this reality. 
But the thing is, you cannot escape it. Who shall escape the word of God? The Bible says no one. The only way to escape it is by taking advantage of so great a salvation that we have received from God. Apostle Paul said, how shall we escape this wicked generation if we forsake so great a salvation that has been freely given to us? The only way to escape this wicked generation, the only way to separate yourself, young boy, young girl, young man, young woman out there, the only way to have hope of eternal life is by accepting this salvation that has been freely given to us. The price was paid for free. And the only thing you need, the only thing you need to step into this is accepting Jesus into your life. To separating yourself from this wicked world and what this world has to offer. Every day Jesus is calling. Every day you sleep and wake up. Every day the sun shines. Every day the moon shines. Every day the stars is up there. It's the day that Jesus is calling. Come to me. Why there is still time? Because the time is coming where this will not be available. And that will be when, the, when Jesus comes again. This time around he's not coming as a lamb. He's not coming as that gentle lamb that came. In his first advent. He's coming this time as the king of kings. He's coming with the host of angels. He's coming in his glory. And the Bible said, oh, I shall see him. He's coming to take his people. The people that have separated themselves. That have said, I want to be on the side of God. In the midst of all the evil and the adulterous things. And the vile things. And the... And the and, the, and the, I can't even explain. I can't even say. Words cannot describe it. In the midst of all this evil, Jesus is looking for people that say, I choose to separate myself. I choose to live for you. I choose to do your will. And I choose to love you. And those are the people that God is calling and coming for. So, young man, young woman, young boy, young girl out there, what do you say? Whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? Are you on the Lord's side? Or are you on the side of the people that choose to do evil? That choose to do vile things against God? If you are asking, how do I get on this side? As a result of this podcast as a result of this message I want to thank it's very simple because Jesus has made it very simple there is a dawn of a new grace and Jesus has made it very simple and how do you go about this all you have to do is accept him into your life all you have to do is welcome him into your heart and let him be your Lord and your personal Savior and then you will have hope of eternal glory you will have hope of eternal life. So if you're asking, how do I go about this? How do I get into this program? How do I separate myself? How do I have this hope of eternal life? 
I want you to say this prayer with me sincerely and honestly from the bottom of your heart. Because God is looking for people that will draw near to Him. Not just with their mouth and with their lips, but their heart is far from Him. But we draw near to Him with their heart, with their lips, and with their heart. These are the people God is looking for. So if you are asking, how do you go about this? Like I said, the dawn of the new grace has made it very simple and very easy. All you have to do is accept Jesus into your heart. I want you to say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I have sinned. I have fallen short of your glory. Today I have realized that I have been living in sin. But at the same time, I also realize that you died and you rose again so that I can have eternal life. And because of that, and because of this great work that you did on the cross of Calvary, today, I welcome you into my life. I accept you to my life and I ask that you become sovereign over my life. Come and be my Lord and my Savior. Come and be my God. Come and dwell in my heart. Come and make me what you want, not what I want. I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my soul to you. I surrender everything that has to do with me to you. And I accept you and the work that you did on the cross of Calvary. In Jesus' name. If you pray this prayer, I want to pray with you shortly. Because something great has happened in your life. Father, you said it is not your will that any man should perish. But I wish you come under the knowledge of God. And you say that when you are risen, you will draw souls to yourself. As many that has prayed this prayer honestly and sincerely, I ask that you draw them to you. I ask that you come into their heart. Come and be their Lord. Come and be their Savior. Come and dwell in their heart. And come and give them the hope of eternal glory and the hope of eternal life. In the name of Jesus. Once again, congratulations. If you say this prayer, you are born again. Jesus reigns and rules in your heart. Jesus reigns and rules in your heart. All you have to do now is begin to live for God. Begin to live for Him. Begin to serve Him in every way possible. Sincerely and honestly. Because there is no more time. Thank you for listening to this message. And if you were blessed by this message, I want to tell you that there is more coming. Because God is set to do something great and amazing in this generation. For every young man, every young woman, every young boy, and every young girl out there. 
So remain blessed and stay strong in the Lord. And I will see you again very soon. Thank you and God bless you.